There are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. That's by Albert Einstein. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. much for joining me for this podcast episode. We have Danae Palmer with us today. I say us as if Brittany's here. She's not here, you guys. Anyways, we have <laughs> we have Danae Palmer here. Um, she is a mom and author, and she's also a podcast host. It's so exciting to have you here, Danae. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a joy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to hear all about your story. Uh, when I was able to view a little bit of your book, and we'll talk about that, everybody, um, in just a bit, uh, I was excited that you um, talk about love, unconditional love. And I'm dying to know what brought you to this point in your life right now, because we all go through so many ups and downs. Um, and not everyone shares their story. So if you're willing, I would love to hear about how you got to where you are today. Oh, thank you. I'd love to share it. Um, you know, I mean, where I am today and where I've been living my life for many years now is really from a state of trusting my inner heart, listening to kind of the the pulse of life as, as it moves through me. And, you know, I mean, we're always receiving life life's happening right and um and i didn't always know that i didn't always know that um i had much choice in things you know i grew up in a world yeah. where i was afraid every day of my life um my i feel like was... we're taught we're taught to be afraid whether it's a situational something happens you know to us um or right yeah we're taught to be uh, afraid yeah yeah i mean you could have you know like um, so often as parents, we don't mean to instill fear in our children, but we're like, don't go out on the road. Don't do that. You know, be safe, be safe, you know, um, yeah. you know, like, and there's a, an underlying message that it's a dangerous world. Now I'm not, I, I'll be the, the first to admit that, yeah, there's some dangers in the world, but what I want to reinforce with my children all the time is that they can trust themselves to make choices toward their own safety. Yeah, well, you that's know? the other thing I think we're taught is to not trust ourselves. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. we don't, if we don't feel like what we feel or say is important, then how? Why would we trust our ourselves or our inner judgment at all? Yeah, you know. And that was certainly my case, and and that was um, reinforced by the fact that my father was a very strict disciplinarian, and you know, I, I grew up with that feeling that the other she was going to drop at any moment. Yeah, that's right? an awful feeling. You know, but it's a sense of normalcy for a lot of us because we grew yeah. up that way. And so we're always yeah. just waiting, which is so unhealthy. Um, yeah. Emotionally, mentally, physically. Right. Yeah. And, and so for me, um, that set up a, a way of looking. I mean, for me, I kind of had dad and God in the same place, you know, like wow. this and always seeking to feel lovable by that authority figure in my life. And needless to say, that led to some um, a series of 
of wrong choices around men because yeah. mm -hmm. you know of course they ended up being um that seeking love I couldn't have became yeah. the definition of of love for me in my early years right it's like that song and, looking for love in all the wrong places uh, right right and so and and that really is how my memoir starts yeah you know is I found myself addicted to a man who was abusive mm -hmm. and and yet he seemed like he was always trying to change his life. And so I was like going to be that one person that truly understood him that would make the demon inside him not activate anymore. You know, can I ask you, I can't tell you how many women I've interviewed for this podcast who, who say something similar, like I'm going to be that one person to change this one. Like, why do we feel like we are this? Why do we feel like we sh can? change somebody you know i i you know it, it, exactly and i but i think you know like we've been talking about i think it's reinforced in the in because of the innate nature of of women to yeah. be nurturers if we uh, and our need to I, mean, I just think it's instinctual that we want to nurture anyway right and maybe that's we, it that's it maybe yeah, that's it and, yeah and and if we're kind of twist inside <laughs> you know if we if we have it wired up that um we need someone else's approval someone else's love in order to feel worthy mm -hmm. then we and this person's showing up saying we're you know if you didn't do this you would i wouldn't be mad and you wouldn't be in trouble right now right and so that that triggers that thing off well oh, okay if i just change my behavior then he's not going to be mad that will help him be a better person, right? It's so love, I think it's that, all a love with conditions, love with conditions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, and so I was kind of caught up in that, and it was it, it was it, simultaneously I had kind of found the world of drugs and alcohol to kind of um, mitigate the my sense of unworthiness, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had these two small children, my first two children, mm -hmm. and. Um, and I, as much as, as they were important to me, you know, trying to make a living for them, go to college, you know, um, and then this this boyfriend I was addicted to, you know, trying to balance all that out um, was very uh, difficult for me. And um, I, what happened, ended up happening, the, the thing that kind of, the catalyst that changed my whole life really is that, um, I knew that I knew that this this guy had had a problem with children because of things that he'd said. Mm -hmm. like they were they things like you know children need to learn that they they need to obey their parents or suffer the consequences and you know mm -hmm. things like this. And so, um, but I also had seen um, him interact with a a little girl that uh, from a, a former girlfriend and she was terrified and I can relate oh, no. to that feeling yeah. of just being you know like oh my god it, how, how do I get invisible right now you know and um yeah. and so I knew this and so I didn't really have him around my children much but there was this day that um um I I had them for the weekend and I thought okay we're just going to hang out and get 
let them get to know each other a little bit. So my, I just put them to bed and my mom calls and she just, she has this, she had this custard shop. My mother's name is Marlene called Marlene's frozen custard, right? Oh, that sounds and delicious. Then, <laughs> and, and um, she, it was right across the street from where this boyfriend lived. And, and she said, could you just come over? Your sister's drunk again. And, um, and passed out. And I don't have anybody help me in the custard shop. And I'm like, I knew I shouldn't leave the kids alone with him. Yeah. But I, I, and I was like, oh, well, um, actually I just barely got the kids down. And so I can't really. And, and he says, he's hearing the conversation. He said, just go help her. It's going to be fine. So I don't, I didn't feel like I could do anything different. Right. Uh, short, short story long. Um, I, after I wrap, I finished locking up, it was just a couple of hours. I, I realized, oh my God, you know, something's wrong. Right. So you I hurried it? back over to, yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, you know, at, at that point, I don't trust my instincts. Right. I've never yeah. really learned how to, uh, I've always deferred to the authority figure in my life kind of. And so, but I, that doesn't mean my, my gut wasn't talking to me, that my right. heart wasn't speaking to me. And, um, and when I came home, I could tell by the, the way that he was being that something was wrong. And I'm like, what's happened? And he's, he told me that, um, he was running a hot bath for me and um, that Lucas, my littlest two-year-old had got up to pee in the night and stuck his hands in the hot water and cried out. And he said, I, I put some aloe on his hands and gave him a cold rosh cloth and put him to bed. And I'm just trying to push back past him to get into see how he is. And he's like, just let him sleep. And he, and finally, I finally make my way back there and and Lucas's little hands are all blistered up mm -hmm. and the skin's peeling off where he's been holding the washcloth. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized in that moment, I, uh, my choice is to put my children's life at risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up in a world like that. And my mother was too afraid of my father to do anything about it. And, um, and I, I made a decision right then. So, and so I grabbed the kids and ran to the hospital, right? And, and um, it was one of the most terrifying things trying to get out of there because I didn't know what this boyfriend was going to do. And, right. Um, and well, repercussions uh, and, of, I mean, I mean, you knew what happened. At least you had a feeling as to what happened and it was not probably yeah. not an accident. It, right, exactly. And as, and as a matter of fact, you know, at the, the hospital, they just kept asking me to repeat what happened because it obviously didn't sound like what happened. And they said, your son has second and third degree burns. His hands were held for a deliberate period of time in extremely hot water. And, um, and so I just spilled my guts about everything I knew about this guy and, yeah. and, um, and um, child services arrived and took my children from me. From you? Yeah. Because I couldn't be trusted to keep him safe. And um, that was that moment in my life where I didn't know how I could ever live with that. You know, what, what did I have to live for? What was I doing, you know? Right. And um, can I ask you how old you were then? 25. Wow. That's young. Yeah. I mean, in the overall I, scheme of things, you knowing 25 year olds, like I know 25 year olds now, that feels really young. And perhaps then it, Maybe it wasn't so young. 
I had, yeah. I had Brit when I was 22 and I still feel like that was really young for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, now I see how freaking young it was, well. <laughs> but <laughs> I grew up in a world where, you know, I met my, my, they're my children were from my high school sweetheart right. and so my right. first marriage and and so everybody you know was either pregnant or getting married right out of high right. school so. but you know what today it doesn't matter people are pregnant yeah. right out of high school <laughs> high school sweetheart hearts are not right. no judgment here absolutely not but I feel like oh my gosh at 25 I know with you think babies, you know something but you yeah. don't you yeah. don't. And there's yeah. a part of you that's just not mature enough to know that. And so there's a well, level you, where your brain's not even fully yeah. developed. You're yet still trying to grow up. And then yes. you've got this child to care for. Yes. But that young part of you is still competing for, for your rights to grow up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so the way I handled that is I decided to kill myself. I thought it was the only honest thing I could do. The only way to prove I loved my children was to take myself out of the picture. And um, luckily, I failed that act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't pull the trigger. I had the shotgun under my chin, and I, I couldn't. I tried it. I I pulled as hard as I could. By the grace of God, that didn't work. And and at that moment, I surrendered everything about me. The Danae I knew just died. I said, "If it, you know, please take my life from me." I can't do it. I don't deserve to be a mom. I don't deserve to live. And um, and this thought came to me after, you know, completely breaking down and, and crying, shotgun laying next to me and, uh, and feeling like there's no hope. I couldn't even kill myself. I couldn't even do that, right? You know? Yeah. And um, this thought came went to my through my head. It said, call the House of Hope. And the House of Hope was a treatment center. My sister, Dion, had been through to get sober and failed and um, but it was the only place I knew about where somebody might have a chance to change their life mm -hmm. and I didn't know if I'd qualify for the program but if I you know had a bad enough problem or whatever turns out I did qualify yeah thank <laughs> so, god and, and um and I I had this amazing experience at the first morning in, in the shower at the house of hope where I felt almost as if the water itself was the was the love of God flowing through the every cell of my body, this feeling of one absolute okay with okayness, like there was actually maybe nothing wrong with me. Maybe there was I was fine. I was okay that I deserved to be loved mm -hmm. and that in fact love was what I was mm -hmm. and it all came flooding through me like this whole other way of of experiencing wor the world instead of experiencing the world through the fear. um the uh, ideas yeah. of fear yeah there was a way of, of and I was being graced it you know mm -hmm. and I and I made it a, a commitment to change my whole life that day. I didn't know how or what would, how I would possibly do it, but I knew that what that I was going to love and be happy no matter what. And I made that commitment, and and as a result, everything started to change. Mm -hmm. And so I and I, you know, I recalled something that I had, you know, buried way in my past, you know, years before, not as far back as it is now, but you know, oh, no. that, that I thought that I could bury it, but it was affecting everything that I did, you know, and so all of these things, but what, what I really recognized as I started to work on myself was that, that, that experience in the shower, 
was present time. Yeah. The past, I realized the past, past doesn't really exist. I was just going to say, I it didn't just matter drag anymore. it with me every single time. As we I all do. That, yeah. yeah. And, and so then the present moment isn't, isn't alive for me because I'm already the unworthy story I told myself from yesterday. And you're already, also probably anxious about what's to come. Like what, Exactly. How, how do I move forward? And it's like, we well, don't need to right. think about that right now. You just need to think about this yeah, moment. It's none of our shower. business. Yeah, yeah, I know it really isn't. <laughs> it's none of our business, but this moment is my business. And, and so I, what I started to do is I started to examine, you know, the things I'd been holding on to and yeah. just bringing love, the present moment yeah. of examining, examining the past, what beliefs go with that? What story am I telling myself about who I am? Is it true right now? Yeah. If it's not, which it wasn't, right? then can I let it go? Can I forgive? Right. And, and it it's all there? about forgiving ourselves for yes. doing and, what and we did that's when right. we didn't know better, you know? Right. Just, yeah. Right. And so gradually I came to forgive everything about my past. And, and I really recognized that if I want to, if I want to um, feel connected with the divine, it only happens in present time. It can't happen any other time. It's the only one we're living in. And Can I ask you I, another question? Yeah. I need to ask you another question. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. I know that's, that's the nature of a podcast, but I still have to interrupt and ask if it's okay. Yes. Um, so I was just certified in what is called, I'm wondering if you've heard it. That's why I'm asking you. It's called Ho'oponopono. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It sounds exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It sounds mm -hmm. exactly what you're saying right now. So go ahead. <laughs> there are some universal truths that no they kidding. show up in these different ways, right? Absolutely. And, how we know that they're universal truths is that something really clicks inside and it feels yes. yummy. Yes. Which is where my philosophy of the yummy way comes from, right? <laughs> yes. That chink that we get. That's right. We're completely aligned with the divinity within ourselves and the divine um, energy of the universe that creates. Right. And that energy is love. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and forgiveness is just a, another way of look of experiencing love. Yep. You know, it's the willingness to let the past go. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not like you've got to learn from this. You will, believe me, life will bring you every opportunity to learn. If you haven't let it go, it will come back around and say, honey, oh, does it come back around? Go. I know, yeah. you know, it, it yeah. might look different, but you'll get this chance to see, I didn't stay aligned here. I'm holding on to something and it's hearing interfering. Life comes in through our senses. That's how we experience the other world. And then we have our inner world, which is we're in there. That's who we are. The one that's in there that notices our thoughts, notices our emotions, right? We're mm -hmm. the one that's in there. We're not the thoughts. We're not the emotions. We're the one that's in, in there experiencing, Observing just like we're watching. experiencing yeah. life that's coming in through our senses. Mm -hmm. What we have a tendency to do is get those all whacked up. You know, life comes in, we go, oh, well, I don't like that. And we cause resistance. So we use our will to say, to, to give it attention, which locks it in our mind yeah and or i say i love this i don't want to lose it again we <laughs> cling to it yes. you know so resistance and and clingy uh, interfere with life just flowing through us and we're right. meant to just experience it the thing is we get one moment at a time and then it's the next moment yep 
we have to be willing to let that move through in order to live in a sense of flow and peace and joy, right? And this uh -huh. is what I got, I discovered. And what I noticed is that I, you know, you can't count on your brain, which is, you know, got all those old beliefs and crap like that to come up with whether what, what's ever there, but there's that innate sense of ourselves. It's always going, oh, that's a little glitch something's interfering with letting it flow through it's just yep. that simple some kind of little tension happens inside and it feels icky so i say yummy ricky yeah you know, if it feels icky turn the dial toward yummy notice what's coming up soften around that tension you can usually feel it somewhere like for me if it's a belief that i'm holding on to i can usually feel the tension behind my eyes right absolutely maybe yeah. a little bit in my heart too if it's an emotional state that i'm holding on to like oh that really hurt me or oh i hope they I hope they love me. <clears throat> I can feel that tightness in my chest, in my heart area. And, <clears throat> and all I have to do is just breathe into that and invite myself, use my will in a positive way. Can I soften around this? Mm -hmm. And can I let it go? And that brings unconditional love to whatever I'm experiencing. We're going to have experiences. Life is meant to be experienced. But... It also brings you right to the present moment. You're bringing yes. awareness to it right there. And then yeah. you're saying, can I soften around this? So you're yes. completely, maybe you're pulling back to the past because you're thinking about it, but you are coming right to the present by just saying, bringing yeah. light to it right now yeah. as you're feeling yeah. it. Yeah, right and you now. can't help, mm -hmm. help but pull some things from the past because you stored them there by say, by resisting and clinging. Mm -hmm. They energy wants to move through and it will keep surfacing back up until you let it move through. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's not that I don't remember the things that have happened in my past, but I don't have any energy on them anymore because I've forgiven them. And uh -huh. if they're useful in helping another human being, then, then, then I'll deliberately pull them up. You know, they right. aren't just coming up accidentally anymore. Right. And keeping me from taking chances or making me not, you know, that thing that used to happen when you were young, where maybe not for you, <laughs> but for most of us, but, um, you know, like somebody you'd had a conflict with, you see him across the street, you're like, don't look at me, right? <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing with life, that kind of thing with life, you know, or, or the reverse, which is where you're trying to get something from life. So you're trying to, you're trying to manipulate circumstances out there, you know, um, that I, I have learned that. I can't. That's right. a, that's that's a lie. And the <laughs> the idea that there I can get my ducks lined up. That's bullshit. Life is happening. It's going to happen. How it's going to happen. It's completely non-personal. Right. It's never. Personal. I love that because I always I don't always. So I'm OK. So I use these two reasons as excuses. I I joke about it, but I'm always like, that's the Italian in me. I can't let it go. And I joke about like I'm really just joking. But there is a level of how, how, how dare they do that to me? Like, right. And I hold right. on to that. How dare they do that to me? But the other thing I know in my training and all of my work on myself is, okay, where did that come from? So I stopped myself and I'm like, when did that happen Beautiful. to me? The very first time that I felt like, oh, how dare they do that? To yeah. me? You know, and that does take me back about 40 years. So I can go back right. and be like, oh, okay. Um, that's why that's bothering me. Not this, that that's bothering me. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, this that. person just has the same, has the same hairstyle as my oh. dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not really happening right now. Right? 
but but also what I love that you said is that that you, you'll notice that same old thought come up, right? And yeah. you feel the contraction of it in your mind, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. you go, and, but yeah. the noticing itself is a gift of grace to yourself, right? Because how long, how often did, did you just notice yeah. it and then tr try to detour from it or right. distract from it or, you know, make that person an enemy automatically, you right. know, in your mind, right? But now you go, oh, that, because the, and the thing is, the more that we, we come to know and, and accept ourselves, we come to accept things. So when it comes up, we go, ah, you know, I noticed for myself, when I first started doing this work, especially as I really got into it, I realized this is the only game in town, man, you know, yeah, yeah. and come up and I, I'd run up against something that I just felt like, oh my God, I just don't know if I can get through this again or, or whatever. I, uh, as I'd go, okay, but can I, I don't need to know exactly where this came from or whatever. I know that it feels painful inside. Yep. So that tells me that there's stuck energy. Can I soften around it? And then, and as I just breathe into it and, and soften around it, this, this kind of like underneath feeling of love would rise up. And I just love this girl that takes the, the time to care, to care, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I found out I'm, I'm falling in love with myself because I give a shit about me, you know? Right. And yeah. it was amazing because I, I recognized, you know, for, for when I first started doing my work, I would say, okay, I realized that love comes it's already inside me. How would I know to love my children otherwise? Right. How would I know to long for love if it wasn't right. already within me, if it wasn't my real natural state, right? That's a really and, good point. Right. <laughs> if you have and, unconditional love for someone else or something, uh, then you know you have the capability of right. having it for yourself. So Exactly. So it's within yeah. you already. It's the nature of who we are. All it is energy who we are. is really yep. love, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. And so I would be, and I just more and more realized that the only thing that's getting in the way is these stories I tell myself of my unworthiness. And since all of those happened yesteryear, <laughs> uh, they're not valid in present time and it dishonors my present moment. And so because I love myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to give it its moment, uh -huh. say thank you for, sorry I didn't not acknowledge you and let you flow through before. Yeah. But I love me and I and yeah. I appreciate you coming up and I can let you go now. And sometimes I, I can that. even have a conversation like that with myself. It's been necessary. You know, nowadays, if I notice a glitch, it doesn't matter. It could be, oh my God, it's raining outside, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like not liking the weather is going to change anything. Right. <laughs> right? It's right. bullshit. Right. And why would I want to do that to myself when I love myself instead? And still be, oh, I still got this idea that there's good weather and bad weather. You know, right. and when I have ideas of good and bad, I make criteria on life. Life's just happening. It's not personal. I make That's it personal. Right. The weather didn't, didn't decide yeah. to rain to piss you off today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And how often do we do that? You know, and we justify we that do. shit, right? We do. I can't believe it's so hot. I can't take and this heat. How dare you get be hot outside? I know. That's so, it's so funny. I never looked at it that way. Yeah, and and I I don't oh, want to rob great. myself of the gift that that life is bringing me every single no. moment by throwing my like tos not like tos you know my my preferences on it right. you know right. and right. so I pay really close attention to what my preferences are it isn't that I don't have preferences I'm not attached to them right 
and that's that's the primary thing now because as soon as i attach i don't let life flow through and there's a million things a day that are flowing through us you know um that we don't resist or cling to you know many more things than that we do but when we resist or cling to them they become become patterns that are stuck with, within us right. and have have to resurface until we let them go right and, and awareness truly is the first step i know i say this almost yeah. every podcast that being aware of it and you actually said it just a few minutes ago being aware that you are ha- you are clinging to something or you are resisting something no judgment as to what it is just stopping yourself and being like oh i'm noticing that i'm clinging to that and then the next step when you're ready is to say why what's mm-hmm. <laughs> why where did that right. come from you know right and you might discover why why or not but that isn't as important right. as choosing to let it go you know right. and that that awareness that is is so crucial you know and the more we cultivate that you know that idea because mm-hmm. how how long in our lives do we let we let these um uh, things that we cling clung to or that we resisted just talk to us like bullshit in our head and then Constantly. we take orders from it you know Constantly. we believe it oh, you oh don't like gosh. that oh you do like this oh you should do this oh I should have done that other thing that's not you you know that's that that's you. who I, that's who yeah. I call Betty you know that right okay exactly you exactly whereas what we do as we make our transformation my Betty that taught me that once we recognize, oh, my my brain's going crazy again, you know, mm-hmm. that voice in my head, mm-hmm. that's not me. The one that's noticing that the voice in my head is talking to me, that's mm-hmm. me. That's and how I detach from the voices in my head. Exactly. I give it an alter personality. It's not me. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And, and just recognizing that and then not taking orders from it, mm-hmm. right? Just going, oh, it's doing that thing it does you know, mm-hmm. and because, and that gets me in touch with, if I keep listening, it activates an icky feeling inside. Mm-hmm. So yep. I might not never even know why that's happening. The why is only, you know, the ego loves the why, right? If it can get yep. you examining the situation, you know, knowing why contemporarily feels so good. And you're just holding you, on to that situation right. forever. But, yeah. And yet we haven't changed anything. And then, then that energy has to come up again. So yep. ultimately, if we just work with the energy patterns, that's why I say, yeah, does it feel yummy or icky? If it feels icky, there's an energy pattern that's stuck within and yeah. let it just notice where it is. Even if it's just the, in the psyche itself, there's not some kind of physical tension there. It, you can feel the tension in your psyche, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I use, usually a story comes with it. Oh, this right. isn't what I wanted. But um it, it, all you have to do is notice, like we said, to be aware of it and invite yourself to soften around it and let it go. I and love that. Naturally, their love will rise within. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can invite in, in the beginning as you're letting it go. You can just, I mean, for me, I, I use the word forgiveness because it was part of my vernacular, part of my world, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, can I let it go? And am I willing to forgive everything about this, even if I don't know what all the circumstances are? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, can I forgive myself for thinking mm-hmm. there was something wrong with life I've been given? Mm-hmm. I love that. How could there be something wrong with it? It's life. It's doing what it's doing. It's not personal. You know, we just and, decide and, to take it pers- so personal. Right. That's how we yeah. create a psyche. Yeah. That's the whole thing is our likes and dislikes. And, and, 
but letting life happen, you know, and just going, life's going to happen. It's going to do what it's going to do. You know, you know, before we started the podcast, I was telling you how my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer a few years mm-hmm. ago. And, and, you know, because we do this, we do life this way that you would, we, you and I've been talking about today. Yeah. Um, we just went, oh, okay, shit, man. Cancer's in our life. Yep. And um, that's the way of it. Mm-hmm. And so how do we wrap our love around this circumstance? How do we be completely present, basking in the joy of, of being together through operating rooms and, and chemo treatments and immunotherapy and, and all of that, and right down to where treatment's not working anymore. And now we're letting cancer take its natural course. And, and bask, it's so great to see him be able to eat again, because chemo was killing him, man. Oh, you know? yeah. But, um, and just, just the joy of that, you know, and just letting it just rip, just be so glad instead of, you know, that other thing that the story and yeah. it's a collective story tells us, oh shit, you know, yep, yep. you've only got how much time left or yep, whatever. Yep. None of us know shit. We could hit, get hit by a bus when we walk yep. out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. So none of us know this moment, this precious, delicious moment. You know, I love it too. Cause so often I'll be like, you know, I'll maybe be out on a walk in the morning or something like that. And, and all of a sudden I'll, I'll be hearing the birds chirping and I'll feel the sun on my skin and I'll be thinking, those are two of my favorite things, by the way. <laughs> hey, me too. And I just, I, I feel like the whole world is, is communing with me. And right. I'm going to say, I wish it was raining, you know, when, right. And, but I'll be thinking, oh my God, what it took, all the, all the molecules, all of the energy of creation for this precious moment to be happening right. for me, right? This right minute, this second. like yep. you and I talking to each other right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just. I'm constantly in awe of the magnificence, the the miracle of life. You know, like Einstein said, you either look at life as everything's a miracle or nothing is. Right. You know, and it's, how can you miss it? Once you see it, how can you miss it? You think, how could I have not realized how awesome this shit is, man? It's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) I love your energy. You're amazing. It's so great. So listen, I want to take a quick break, but only because when we come back, I want you to tell everyone about your book that you, that you just wrote. Um, okay. Cause it's, it's right up my alley and I know that my listeners will like it as well. Um, and I also, if there's anything else like your podcast or um, anything else that you want to talk about that you're doing currently, um, that would be great. Sound yeah. like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everyone else will be back in just a sec. Thank you so much for coming back. We're still here. We're, I keep saying we. It's just me and my other <laughs> me and my other personalities. We'll pretend that Brittany's sitting next to me. We're back <laughs> here with Danae Palmer. Remember, she was chatting about her life and her the diversity that she had gone through, but how she came to the realization that living in the present moment and forgiving and um, loving is really the only thing right? (laughs) It's really the only Absolutely. It's everything, right? It's everything. So tell our listeners exactly what you're doing now. Tell us a little bit about your book. Um, It's called Baptized by Love, How I Found Present Joy and Never Let It Go. Um, How can, first of all, how can people get that book? And then we'll talk about it. 
Okay. Yes. Um, you well, you can you can get the book pretty much anywhere. Awesome. You know, um, yeah. definitely, definitely uh, Amazon. And we just released the audiobook. So That's great. You can get it on Audible too. And um, my favorite Audible. If you ever <laughs> hear my podcast, almost every episode we mention you. So maybe I should write them a letter and see if they'll pay me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I I've had several people say, you know, like when I'd be doing a reading during my book tour, you know, yeah. they'd be like, "Are you going to do this in the audiobook or anything like that?" And um, actually, had a, a professional voice artist do it. I tried, but I, I didn't. It was well, out of my wheelhouse, really. Really, because your voice is yeah. fabulous, and it's you. Yeah, that's what everybody said. You know, from doing podcasts and everything like that. And, but I, I, I kind of clammed up. <gasps> it's your when story, I maybe. To read it. Yeah, maybe. I think it was. Um, you know, having like the producer come on in my ears, you know, first off, you're all alone in this little studio. I like interaction. I think it's part of it too. It's kind of, I read the energy of the room and, and move in that direction. That's, you know, so I would have thought, I thought, you know, I've, I've done public speaking. I've done, you know, run a million different groups that been speaking a lot, but I felt, um, I could just tell that there's something inside of me, like my voice got tightened up a little bit and stuff. And I, and he'd be like, uh, could we do that again? And after about the fourth time he did that, you know, the, the part of me from junior high where, you know, the teacher's like, you screwed up yeah. or something got yeah. activated. Right. And <laughs> yeah. I just, so I went out and talked to him and I said, I'm not doing that great. Am I? And he says, he goes, mm, I, can I make a recommendation? Cause I love your story. Why don't you have, a professional voice artist do it and not put yourself through this. And I went, Oh yeah, sign me up, man. You know? And yeah. so I, 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 I took a few auditions and found someone who I thought was just beautiful. Stephanie Radcliffe. And oh, perfect. Yeah, so um, anyway, um, so the audiobooks out, you can find me every, everything like that. You know, even I'm even listed with independent bookstores. So, oh, you excellent. Know, Good. Yeah. But my publisher is Mandela Tree Press and, you know, they, they do whatever they do so that most you, you can find it's, it in most places. It's out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then, um, as far as, you know, it's the story of my transformation. You know, I was, when I started writing Baptized by Love, um, the story that the title came out when I was writing the prologue, I didn't know it was the prologue to this book. I was writing the Emmyway book. Uh, ah. I was going to write kind of a half how to with my philosophies and stuff. But deep within me, this other voice started to surface that uh, I call her yesterday, you know, and, um, <laughs> and, and so woman, that's a great, that's a great name. It sounds like yesterday, but it's yesterday. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. And, I love it. And it was the voice of my, of the woman who had faced herself and allowed love to transform her life mm-hmm. away from fear mm-hmm. and into joy. Mm-hmm. And um, and I realized against my resistance to wanting to write a memoir that, sh- that it needed to be written, that that was the next step for me. And so I set aside this other project and, um, and just let her speak to me every day. And that's great. Um, and that's how Baptized by Love came about. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I published a book in um, 2020, at the end of 2020, called um, Coffee with the Divine, A Yummy Guide to Daily Miracles. And um, kind of, of course, the miracles 
became my theosophy when I became a minister and 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 back in the day doing psychospiritual counseling and everything and um, people kept saying they, they'd read um, coffee and they'd say, you should write a memoir. <laughs> It'll be your next thing. Apparently, life, as usual, knows better than I do. That's so right. I try to stay out of that and, and, um, <laughs> and trust my heart more yeah. in those situations, you know. And um, so also I have a podcast. It's called the Yummy Way Podcast. Yep. I started it with my son, Parker, and now I do it with my husband, Lair. And uh, you can find us on all the platforms. So yeah, um, that that's what I'm doing there. And as far as what I'm doing with my life, I've been trying to be retired when I, when writing started to come in through through. You know, I every morning I get up about three in the morning. That something just wakes me up. And yeah, um, you know, about forty years ago, I made a date with the divine, and I may keep that appointment. I never missed it in forty. Years. And is that when you do most of your writing, or do you meditate? Yeah, or do you I do start other... out. I meditate. Yeah, I meditate. I, the first thing I do when I wake in the morning is I, I say, good morning, love. Thank you for my life. And I let that feeling of love and gratitude infuse all my cells. And then I go to my yummy room and I hang out, do a little meditation and bask (laughs) in that divine love. And um, that's the energy that I um, invite to guide my day, you know, and I want to sync up with the, with the force of love that makes this world happen, that makes the, the sunrise every day. Right. And, and I wake up every day, you know, yeah. that's, that's the sink I'm interested in, you know? So, um, as far so, as, so Danae, you're no longer taking clients or anything like that. You're trying not I'm, to, right. <laughs> right. I, I'm not technically doing that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you, go to lunch with me you're probably gonna <laughs> get a little coaching but and period I've had a few people reach out you know since I became a little bit more public again mm-hmm. um but that you know of course I'm gonna spend some time on zoom with them or whatever because right because you, know, you, you are that's what life yeah. is asking for yeah you know and but so mainly I, it's the book it's the it's the book and you're yeah. still doing the podcast Yes, I am. And right now, of course, with my husband um, at this this stage with his cancer, that's a major priority, you know, yeah, right, right. A major priority. And so I like to keep my um, schedule pretty open and available be, yeah. just in case of anything, right. you know. And so, but other than that, I like to hang out with my kids. All yeah. That I can. My, matter of fact, my daughter and I have a trip to Ireland scheduled for um, the the end of summer. And we've been wanting to do that together forever. I'm super excited about so it. So how many kids do you have now? How many kids altogether? I have four children. Well, six if you include my, the two my husband came into the marriage with. And I had Randy and, well, I had all four kids. You know, two of them came from a donor, Parker and and, and Cole did, my younger kids. Yeah. And there's about 15, 17 years between two sets of kids that's awesome um, after I'd reparented myself and I loved myself I really <laughs> wanted to have kids that came that attitude that, that they're perfect and, yeah uh, you know my job's to keep them safe and that's trust right them. and um so it's it, it's just an, an amazing and incredible journey being a mom's like the best thing in the world and I feel um so filled with grace and and gratitude to, to get well you know at this that. moment I probably would say the same thing if Brittany was here <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding Brittany 
<laughs> but I agree. It, she's definitely was the thing that came into my life and saved me. So um, I understand that hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm so and so my book that it tells the whole story of how you know we talked a little bit about it earlier on the show. You know that's kind of mm -hmm. the setup of the story mm -hmm. is where I came to that moment where I couldn't live and I couldn't die and and I and I gave my life over to something grand and divine, but Thank I didn't goodness. even know what it was. And Thank you know, goodness. through yeah. the story, you see the story. You you see how my life how life brought things so that I was able to face the past. And, um, you know, my, my Betty, it was the coach, the mentor of my life that, that helped me to see life through the eyes of love and really reinforced being in the present moment, you know, mm -hmm. and, and how my children um, came back into my life and all of the yummy things that happened as a result of choosing love. Choosing love. And that's the thing I tell my clients, well, don't tell all of them. If it comes to it, I tell them that we either can choose fear or love there. You know, that's it. If it's, other, that's it, that's it. That's it. Um, so, you know, listen to your thoughts and be careful how you use your words because they carry an undertone of either fear or love. Mm -hmm. And it's really, and if you're important. paying attention, like we've been talking about, if you're yeah. aware, you know, you can tell by the way you feel inside. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's it. Even if you think that this is the right way to go, but you've got that little glitch inside. Listen, probably, yeah, fear is probably sponsoring that, that way yeah. you're thinking right now. Yeah. And so at least, at least soften around that and see if they'll get a different message. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, Cause sometimes we're just, we're, we have these have tos, these shoulds we're shooting on ourselves. is what Betty used to say. Yeah. My Quit coach, on hey, yourself. I have a coach that says that too. He was a guest <laughs> on my podcast uh, last, last season, but he always yeah. says that you're shitting on yourself. I'm like, I know oh, I shouldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and that is not, that's not the truth. That's always a lie. Yeah. That's always a lie. And, um, and so if we pay attention to our yummy stat inside that little place that says yummy Ricky, then we can pause for a moment, recognize, yep. am I in present time and, yeah. and soften around the story you're telling yourself and let love rise up. I love it. To you differently. I love it. It has been so great to talk to you today, Danae. I'm so Thank excited. You. We finally it's got to joy. thank you for rescheduling, by the way, not <laughs> that everyone on the podcast needs to know that, but I want to say thank you um, for doing that. I appreciate it. Yes. Um, okay. So I usually ask everyone three questions at the very end. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I think I know the answer to this one, but I don't want to <laughs> assume. So when you feel most peaceful, what are you doing? Mm. being yeah <laughs> being I simply being you yeah. know yeah it, it really it which is really where I try to be all the time right so yeah. um, accepting life as it comes yeah no matter every moment every moment yeah and being being present in right presence be it you know I love it yeah it's a hard, that's a hard concept for people to understand and to do. So it's, it's good to hear it over and over again. Um, you know, just trying to be present mm -hmm. because truly in this moment, there is nothing else. So there's nothing right. else. So. Right. Um, okay. So 
Is there one book that you would recommend, like a life-changing, oh my gosh, you've got to read this book? You know, <laughs> one? It's okay if it's yours. Yeah, and it's okay if it's yours. Yes, certainly. Mine, <laughs> Baptized by Love, How I Found Present Joy, and Never Let It Go. I do think, you know, at the, at the risk of being um, shamelessly self-promoting, I do think that almost everyone would find an element of themselves um, in that well, we story. are all the same, aren't we? We're all connected. In a so, way, it all yeah. is the the it is about us human story. Yeah, and and the um the quest for coming to terms with who we truly are, not who right. we tell ourselves we are. Right. And um and uh, and and just uh, I think that it's a great as far as books that have really uh, inspired me, or you know, of course, in miracles, it was a good one. you know yeah. a, a good one for me. And just most recently. Um, well, any, have you read The Untethered Soul? That's, by my, Michael that's my second favorite book in the world. That's and the one I would. book is great too, right? Which one is that? The one, it's the called, it's called Surrender in, Experiment? Called, no. Oh, that's this an one older just one. Came out. It's called Living Untethered. Oh, I haven't read that one yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah. So that, so anything by Michael Singer. Yes. You know, and, um, <laughs> so I think, you know, that is kind of it. if you're looking for something kind of on a spiritual thing this is why i wrote coffee with the divine is that the a course in miracles can be it's it's a very sophisticated piece of work and yeah. um, a lot of people and the, the ego mind will try to overcomplicate the shit out of everything again, yep, right? yep yep that's yep. the way it operates and um <laughs> and when i felt inspired to to write coffee with the divine um, it came out of these morning meetings that I have, right? And yeah. I would meditate on the lesson and just, and these experiences, ways that I had practiced it in my life would just pop in my mind and I'd yeah. write them down, right? Yeah. And that's, and then my sister said, you should publish that in a book. You know, that's great. You know, yeah. it's taking it through the lessons at the time. And, um, and, and it, it's kind of helped keep things simple. So at the risk of shamelessly promoting that book too, promote it all. That if you're, if you have, if you've taken a look at a course in miracles or you've thought about it, and you want kind of a simplistic, um, good point because a course in miracles it, is not yeah, small, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that lets you kind of see how you put the lesson into practice in a very simple yeah. way. Yeah, coffee with the divine is a really great way of doing that. I can't tell you, that's the main thing I've heard from people. Oh my God, I can't believe it could be this simple. I've overcomplicated the shit out of this, you know? <laughs> and, okay. and, oh, that's and, so good. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, that's a long way of answering that short question. That's okay, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I'm gonna recap it all. Coffee okay. with the Divine, The Untethered Soul. You um, also liked Living Untethered, but also Baptized by Love. Those are all of the great books that we recommend. All right. Yeah. And last question. If yes. money wasn't an object, which really, truly, does it even exist? I should not be saying exactly. that, but truly, it's just a concept. If I'm money totally wasn't an object, what would you be doing? <laughs> uh, exactly what I'm doing now. I, I only it. do what I want to do. Yeah. So I would be uh, still as always listening to my heart and following yep. its guidance yep. and leaning in the direction of joy always. Perfect. So um, I don't know what life's going to bring my, my way. So would I be doing something different? I can't know. This right. moment is the only moment I have. I'd be speaking right. with you and yep. loving the experience. Well, I loved this experience. This was amazing. 
Um, it's, I don't know where you live and you don't need to tell everyone, but it's 10 a, it's not 10 a.m. anymore, but it's 11 and it's probably the best conversation I've had all day. No offense to anyone who I've had conversation <laughs> with today. <laughs> so I appreciate mm. it. You certainly have thank given you. me a lot um, of joy myself just sitting here talking to you. So thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. And everyone else, I'll Thanks, be back. Sue. Oh, you're welcome. I'll be back in just one sec. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back, just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye. Bye.